Welcome to Network, WIMS's podcast. Some of WIMS's committee members attended the recent Investing in Africa Mining in Darbe in Cape Town. Brani Lieber and Lindy Scott took the opportunity to speak to some people about women in mining. As somebody who's not yet had the opportunity to go to the mining in Darbe, I thought I'd take this opportunity to get their reflections and thoughts about what the Indaba was like this year. Welcome in the studio, Brani. Thanks, Pietro. And welcome, Lindy. Thank you. What did you guys take from this year's Mining in Darbe? I went to all the talks that were related to sustainability, environmental, social and governance and climate change, and then a couple talks around technology and people. What I really noticed, um, having been to Mining in Darbe once before, was how environmental, social and governance issues have taken the centre on stage. It Literally, there were probably about 10 to 12 talks all on sustainability, community social responsibility, investing kind of from an environmental perspective. And that for me was quite a phenomenal thing to see, that it's no longer a fringe discussion, it's actually become part of the main discussions. And then the other thing that I noticed was how the technology discussion has moved beyond just talking about tech and actually the convergence or the interface between technology and people and the recognition that you can have all of this technology, but if you don't design it with people in mind and have people involved in the whole process, it's actually not going to solve any problems. And Lindy, what did you take away from this year's Mining in Darbo? So the takeaway I took from this year's Mining in Darbo was really just to look at how different people from the mining sector really all shared something in common, and that was the passion for the sector. My day job takes me across sectors, so I've got quite a lot of insight into different different economics and different ways of work, but the thing that I found at the Mining in Darbo is regardless of gender or which country people came from, there was a huge sense of pride in what they were doing, and especially looking forward to what the sector could do for the economy, for the world, and really for sustainability and getting our world to where everybody wants to go. I thought that was really incredible just to see the love and passion, regardless of what their day job within the sector was. So while we were down at the mining in Darbo in Cape Town, we were given the opportunity to talk to a few women. And this was the first question we asked them. What have you taken away from the mining in Darbo? Hi, my name is Tatiana Zamorova. I'm senior manager from digital and innovation practice of DuPont Sustainable Solutions. The key topic, or I would call it even insights, that struck me this time is that there are more and more companies and leaders that see the digitization, innovation as the convergence of technology and people. So I would say previous years there were a lot of focus on technology only, investment, roadmaps, you know, transformations, etc., etc. But people tended to forget about employees at the front line, at the face. And this year, this topic has been a recurring like red flag that we cannot actually innovate and get to the better results unless we take people with us. I'm Raksha Naidu. I'm the Managing Director at Amos. I think every year we probably see more and more women leaders that are coming to the forefront in terms of some of the presentations that have been given by the major mining houses and that's always very exciting to see. Um, I think the last couple of years um, they've, been, they've been fewer but this year definitely there's more presence on the, on the agenda. Um, I think there are there have typically been these stereotypes that some of the women that are at these functions are not necessarily the leaders of their organizations. Um, and it's nicer to see more of the, whether it's CEOs, CFOs, or heads of different departments represented as female. And I think that's very exciting. And I think 
I'm sure next year we'll see even more than what we've seen this year. So that's very exciting. Okay. Hi, my name is Pitumete Legaba. I am the head of SME Development and Funding at Quartal Capital. So we are here because we do um, enterprise and supply development for big mining houses. And this is what brings us to mining in Daba. And um, interesting enough for us, a topic that has been quite topical um, the past few days has been on community development. And uh, particularly for myself, as my first time at Indaba, I saw many, many suits here, all different types and shirts. So the gender and uh, women in mining has been quite topical and quite interesting for me because it is quite evident when you're walking around the Indaba um, how the disparity of men and women is in this industry. I'm Kesha Kariko from Namibia. I currently work for Dundee Precious Metals, uh, TUMIP, which is in Namibia as well, as a plant metallurgist. So I think a big takeaway for me was really around my studies and academics, which where we really touched on how 4IR you know, is really revolutionizing the mining sector, as well as just the different sessions on, on, on the gender dynamics. You know, Even the session we had with women in mining, South Africa, was absolutely amazing. I mean, he spoke about inclusivity and how even within our little minute little bubbles where we work day to day, how you can promote that inclusivity um, and, and obviously pull other people up as you go up as well. Yeah. My name is Koketo Bisang and I'm a metallurgist. I work for MMSA. We are a mining consulting company and also a metallurgical lab. Firstly, the Women's Up Breakfast that we had yesterday, um, I felt like the discussions were really, really um, helpful. And also today as well, being a young professional in the mining industry, I feel um, what has been discussed uh, in the other room is very much relatable. Um, I'm able to understand that, you know, the steps that I'm going through now, they're actually necessary. And I, I get the point of going through, you know, the first hardships of trying to break it in the industry and I'm really really um, glad and inspired most of it um, yeah it's, it's very inspirational people here are yeah very good <laughs> I imagine going down to the Indaba one of the things you really want to do when you're there is build some relationships and get to know people and network so from that perspective what relationships did you build from my perspective, it was a great opportunity to get to know a lot of the other women in mining groups. Um, I hadn't realized until we were there just how many individual groups there are across both Africa and across the world. While we were down there, we also hosted a breakfast that was sponsored by Weber Wenzel. And it was a great opportunity to meet up with women who aren't yet members of Women in Mining South Africa, as well as representatives from numerous Women in Mining Africa groups. And it's been a great opportunity to connect and build new relationships and look at ways that we can possibly collaborate in the future. Lindy, what relationship did you build while you were at the Indaba? It was the first time I went down to mining Indaba with Women in Mining South Africa. So the relationships and the camaraderie I built with our own committee was incredible because it was the first time I was really operational in one of the projects. But my role was really to talk on social media and build digital networks and digital relationships and we did incredibly well we got a huge new following on Instagram as well as on LinkedIn so besides the personal relationships that we as a committee built there was also digital relationships which were created so that I think was something especially was something definitely worth noting that these relationships that now exist not only in person but also digitally and the work we can do going forward is there because we all have this common goal women in mining and gender equality. 
It was also a great opportunity to strengthen relationships with some of our sponsors, one of whom was Raksha Naidu, who's the MD of Amos. We have been uh, present at Mining Dub for the last couple of years. Our business is predominantly serving the mining industry. And so we use this opportunity to, one, showcase our brand, two, coming to listen to what's going on in the market, learn about the trends and understand what's what's going on in industry, as well as meeting customers, suppliers, service providers, and just general business partners in our industry. So this is a nice forum because we are very strongly African-focused, and a lot of the leaders in the African mining industry are here during this period, so it's, it's the best time to get to meet everyone. My name is Holly Bridgewater. I'm from an organization called Unearthed. Um, uh, at Unearthed, I'm the principal for, for industry engagement. Um, I'm based in, in Perth, in Australia, but uh, as a business, we operate globally. So uh, for the past three years, Unearthed has partnered with uh, Mining in Daba around the Mining 2050 stream to try and help startups uh, get some more exposure to the mining industry. Often conferences are a little bit of a barrier for startups, so it's great to have Mining in Daba opening up the doors and, and inviting a number of startups to come in and showcase some of the technology that they're developing. So my name is Zenzi Avases. I'm the president of the Women in Mining Association of Namibia. So I came here for two sessions, really. One one was last minute, but two sessions. One was to have lunch with a group of ladies speaking about women in mining perspective from Southern Africa, because I recently was elected as the the, the, the representative for Southern Africa on the AU level. And uh, so I had that lunch with Austrade, um, and then I had um, a breakfast session with women in mining from Africa, which was, I think, for me, always is a highlight. I love, I love sharing ideas with, with, with ladies from, from South Africa, but this year we had so many women groups present at, at that breakfast. That was really nice. Honestly, I think it's taken me too long to get in associated with Pumsa. I've seen it for a very long time, and I don't actually know what it was that caught my eye last year in one of the, probably one of the LinkedIn platforms. So I started looking into it more, and I attended a function, and then I, I thought, oh my God, what you guys are doing is just phenomenal. You guys are an incredible bunch of women that are just doing this because you want to do better. And that's something that I believe in every day as a person. Like, I'm all about wanting to help others, you know, do more for others, and like see other people happy and prosper. And I think you guys are trying to achieve that in one of the most difficult sectors in our economy. And so I've been so proud to be doing my little bit. Um, I don't directly work in mining. I mean, I'm in mining services, but we still have the same challenges as everybody else or all of the other females in the industry. So if there's a little bit that I can do to help make your jobs easier, definitely part of that. Um, I think where, where on Earth is really focused is around connecting people around, we would use the term verified opportunities. So we work very closely with industry to define particular problems that they're experiencing and ensure that there is you know, leadership, budget, resources behind uh, a drive to solve these problems. And if we discover those and articulate that, we will then put them out to the public, including our network of startups and entrepreneurs, to say, look, we've verified this opportunity. There's genuine budget there. It's a real opportunity for you. If you're interested, uh, please put forward and kind of an expression of interest or a, a, an understanding of how you might solve this problem. So finding that challenge-focused um, approach really helps startups cut out the noise of um, you know, talking to lots and lots of people who you know, may be interested in their technology but don't actually have any budget, don't really have a problem that they're trying to solve that can match it. Um, so the challenge-focused piece really, really helps startups focus on, is this problem actually something that suits my business? Uh, and and, there's, and they, can, they can be guaranteed that there's an actual budget and a real opportunity behind it. What I really enjoyed about being at the Indaba was the fact that 
we built relationships both within the Indaba itself as well as outside of the Indaba. And one of those places was at our Women in Mining breakfast, which was attended by a lot of people who are from the mining industry as well as quite a number of people who aren't directly related to the mining industry. So it was a great opportunity to meet people who hadn't actually intended to be in mining and somehow found themselves there. Well, that's very similar to you two guys. Neither you, Bryony, or Lindy studied anything to do with mining. So how did you find yourselves working in the mining industry? My education is in fine art. The bridge between arts and mining, many people seem as quite far and quite diverse. And the truth is, I just stayed true to my skill of creativity, collaboration, and looking to work with people. And that's what the mining sector has, is a lot of people looking for creative ways to connect to people. And through the topic of health and safety is really how I found myself in the mining sector, because it's quite a high-risk environment, as we all know, and there's a lot of communication and dialogue that needs to happen around the people, the communities, and the safety and well-being of the employees. So that was really how my route into the mining sector happened. It started looking at creative ways to really promote the safety dialogue. And I'm very happy that I came into this crossroad because since being in that sector, there's really so much work and so much opportunity and really a desire for creativity, which is why I'm really, really happy to jump straight into the sector and add value. And Bryony, how do you find yourself in the mining industry? Well, I've been in the industry for over 20 years, but my route into it was really completely accidental. Um, I was doing my master's in environmental management at UCT and got a phone call from a company in Joburg asking if I wanted to come for an interview. And lo and behold, had the interview, found out by the time I'd been offered the position that it was a company that consulted in the mining industry and... 20 years later, here I am. Um, but it's, I've never had, I never knew anybody who worked in mining. And that seems to be quite a common route for a lot of people. But it was really nice at the Indaba to find people who also um, had the same route as me, just finding themselves in mining by, by accident, really. And we had a lot of conversations recognizing that Mining is the whole kind of ecosystem of careers, and that's often something that people misunderstand, is that you don't have to be a mining engineer to work in the mining industry. Um, and we met quite a few people who've come out of accounting degrees. Um, Tatiana, who we chatted to earlier, came out of the makeup industry, um, and here she is now working in the mining industry and being quite a hard and tough woman. Um, she had quite a few interesting things to say about her career in mining. I'm not a miner per se. Yeah, I don't have a mining background, but I work for a consultancy firm where mining industry is one of the focus industries. So I have been definitely several times underground. I have been working with the frontline supervisors, middle management, also C-level people that make critical decisions in mining. That's why uh, with all my mind and heart, I'm in there, but officially, probably I couldn't be considered a true mining person. Uh, having said that, the, my career has been always connected to this industry. My background is in Russia, where mining, especially underground, is one of the cornerstones of development of the country itself. And my early steps in the career were there in Norilsk, in Siberia, in uh, 
Marcus Bass. I'm not sure if you know all these names, but it's like, you know, favorite uh, mining places, uh, landscapes there. And I get my skin thicker by working with true miners. It's a little bit difficult to put in a specific example, but it was when I was talking, for example, to a safety professional responsible for the underground mine, and I was approached by the energy, by concern of these people. I felt it very personally. I, I just heard how difficult it is to do a job of a miner in a safe and efficient manner at the same time. And I thought that it could be something that I can help with them, with frameworks, methodologies, you know, training solutions, etc., to make sure that these topics, safety and efficiency, are not taken separately, but they are leveraged and uh, the progress, the outcomes are achieved in both areas simultaneously. And this is how I found myself in consulting, because it's not about pure frameworks, but how you make it work for a person, and in that case it was a miner or a mining crew, uh, and make them come back home smiling because they're safe and they did something great in terms of productivity. That's, that was my inspiration. I was quite lucky. I started my journey with uh, a big corporate exoro. Uh, who is very big in impact and development, which made my work and my job very easy or maybe simpler. Um, because, you know, to meet a CEO like Mkolisi, who is the CEO of Exaro, that's so passionate about impact and development in his host communities, it made my job a little bit easier in getting, getting in there. And also it made the people more welcoming to the services that we provide to the community and the host communities of the mines. I really think, firstly, women bring a lot more compassion into running organizations, which sometimes you really do need. You know, it's, it's, we bring, I think we also bring a little bit of practicality. What advice would you give to those in high school looking at making a career choice? Would you suggest the mining sector to them? Absolutely, I would. In fact, I think I, would, I wouldn't just start with high school, you know. I would go lower and look at the, the secondary primary phase, which in Namibia is essentially grade 5 to grade 7. I would start there already before they start making the decision of whether to go into the science field, whether to go into, you know, the accounting field. I would start there already. You know, and what some of the things we are doing in Namibia currently is we are promoting a STEM, you know, program in that gap, you know, particularly intimate with the help of the company that I work for currently, where we go to the primary schools and we actually, you know, talk to the girls particularly around subjects in STEM. So, yes, big yes for me, I would most definitely promote or, you know, advise the next generation to come into the mining sector, absolutely. Well, women in mining is quite passionate about gender equality and as I understand it there was a whole panel discussion just on gender equality at the Indaba and Bryony you were there so what did you learn from that? Yeah so there were two panel discussions one inside the mining Indaba itself and then the one that we hosted outside the Indaba. I was moderating the panel for the WIMSA uh, discussion and I think the key takeaways that I took from that was how quickly we devolve into talking about gender equality as women as opposed to gender equality as equal treatment of men and women in the workplace, in life, in our communities, etc. It was really nice to see how much research is and high-level support is going into lifting the topic of gender equality. 
uh, we had a chat to Jeanette Hofsire from the Minerals Council, and she was telling us a little bit more about what they're doing from a gender equality perspective. We've now got a white paper. We are going to take it forward. From within the Minerals Council, Dr. Tatula Balfour is our sponsor, and she'll be running with it. She is a member of WIMSA, and she has spoken at quite a few of your conferences, so you do know her quite well. We've also got Deshni Naidu, who's on our board, who is championing it from the board perspective. Our chief executive is on board, and Chris Griffiths of Anglo Platinum is also cha- champion in the Minerals Council Women in Mining program from the male perspective. And it was a really nice discussion around recognizing that gender equality comes through not just giving women more opportunities, but also changing the conversation, changing the narrative, um, creating more consciousness both within men and women in understanding the opportunities that we both bring to to the workplace and one of the key takeaways from that was not just having a he for she movement but actually having a she for he movement as well looking at women mentors for men helping men to understand the broader issues that women are facing in the workplace and what was the other panel about lindy so the other panel, which was hosted on day four of the mining in Darbo, was an incredible panel to watch. And one of our speakers, Ole Bukhang, was on that panel. And it was a full house. It was completely jam-packed. They had chairs around the edge. And it was completely, completely full. People just really wanting to hear more about what this panel of women had to say. And the biggest takeaway from that, for me personally, was really just the advice and the way people were giving two other women to rise together and... It was really that we're in it together. And the incredible thing was during the Q&A, a lot of men stood up and really shared, have you heard of this movement? Have you done this? We're quite in favor of that. And during the Andaba, two men actually approached myself and Lindy with an I and Lindy with a Y. We were wearing button badges. And two men actually asked us if they could please have them to promote the WIMSA mission. So there was quite a lot of encouragement and dialogue around gender equality and really just how companies can see the value in it so I thought that was a huge win so my badge has currently been taken to Perth and that's where one of um, the gents I made from a drilling company Kim Wallace he's busy wearing my badge uh, now and Lindiwe I'm not 100% sure who took hers but it was also a gent who approached her to please have her badge. So you mentioned that there was quite a lot of advice that people gave on being a woman in the mining industry and one of the people who spoke about that was Ole Bukhang so what type of tips that you give so the tips she gave were awesome and i actually did record her giving them i also put her photograph of her own handwritten notes on instagram and on our linkedin page so go have a look for them there in her own handwriting but over to her you can hear what she had to say my name is ola bocheng sunso ceo of the simba mgodi mining incubation fund I'm going to give you guys my top 10 tips to the top. Um, And I always say professional development is not an event. It's a journey. It is a long journey and you're always on it and you need to define success for yourself. Once you've defined success for yourself, you know, it could be monetary, it could be financial, it could be, you know, uh, physical, spiritual. You have to define it for yourself so that you reach those goals. So number one, show up. Always 
show up regardless of who you're trying to meet show up make sure that they know you are a real person and not just someone on the other side of an email they need to see you they need to smell your tenacity and your determination and everything about you that screams passion enthusiasm and exuberance because once they actually feel your passion then it's they're more likely to actually help you on your journey Two make friends my friends were in my panel session they were all over they were all over the room and they were all rooting for me but the one thing that my friends always do is they always make sure that they keep me honest and they keep me focused on my goals and because they keep me focused on my goals we're all able to sort of collaborate and get each other to our goals number three find a mentor mentors are really important in this industry and I wouldn't encourage you to look at to look to celebrities for a mentor or celebrity business people for mentors the best mentors are usually your own peers people who have different views people who see life through a different eye we don't all have the same journey and the most inspirational conversations we have are peer-to-peer -peer conversations it's why we interact the way we do so find a mentor someone who you can have genuine conversations with and someone who can give you honest feedback about your goals your dreams because those people are then able to channel you accordingly most people think that a mentor has to be someone in a top position it really doesn't mentorship is about charting your goals and making sure that you get to them so I find that peer mentors are the best ones never stop studying studying is the most important thing empowering yourself is important it's pivotal that you keep educating yourself and you keep yourself abreast of the most recent technologies the most recent developments policy economics around your sector because the more informed you are the more informed your organization becomes and the more valuable you become because they know you are always at the forefront of everything that's new and they will come to you first and that makes you the go-to guy and the go-to guy is the guy um, number five network build a large network take business cards exchange business cards follow up send people a little email that says hi I met you at the mining in Daba it was great to meet you loved your skirt let's have coffee that's networking and you've made that bond and the next time that person sees you they will wave at you and if they're with a minister goodness they will introduce you why because you took the time to follow up and offer coffee it's those small gestures that build your network and it's those small gestures that make you someone worth knowing because they know that you're connected and that you're able to connect other people number six do favors if you have the ability to do someone a favor do it for them I call it my bank book I've done so many favors for people that I can call in favors but in order for you to call in favors you actually have to do favors be that person who's always readily available to help if you can and I'm not talking about brown envelopes and the like I'm talking about genuinely being able to help even in a small way if a young person needs to meet with your boss or if someone would like to meet with a professor or if someone is looking for advice be that person who sort of steps out and offers that favor because that favor will earn interest and when you're ready to call it in it becomes much much bigger than when you gave it out number seven be yourself it's very very important to be yourself because you don't want people thinking you are dr. Jekyll and mr. Hyde be yourself at all times a professional self is still yourself and I think that when you are yourself you are more easily able to tell people how to treat you and to teach them how to treat you so that going forward you're never compromised by anything or anyone number eight put yourself 
out there publish engage on linkedin it is so important to publish because most recruiters look for talent in professional journals and if you're there with your 23 year old self having published a phenomenal article about something forward thinking in mining they are going to look at you and you're going to become an authority because why you think differently you're young and you're enthusiastic number nine develop a professional personality by professional personality i mean be a consummate professional regardless of the fact that you have to be yourself you also have to be a consummate professional be on time keep your word always follow up send professional emails make sure that you after a meeting you send people a summary of what you just met about draw out um, targets and due dates so that everybody knows that there's an agenda and that there's a goal when you cultivate that type of relationship with the people around you you create a culture of professionalism around yourself and people want to work with you because you are a consummate professional and number 10 lift as you rise it is very, very important that as you move up in your career, you are preparing those behind you to fill your shoes. That is how you build a powerful network because when everybody around you is moving up with you and you all move to the top progressively, you've then created a very, very powerful succession plan. You're all then able to meet your objectives and goals in terms of evolving the industry and bringing more women into the industry. I find that from where I am at the moment it is so much easier for me to lift those who I see coming from different companies to say come, either come join me or let me introduce you to somebody it takes nothing away from me and it adds so much value to someone else's life simply giving someone a leg up is is, is the most it, it, it's painless and it adds so much value to their life and takes nothing away from me so those are my top 10 tips for getting to the top Lift As You Rise is a really important concept for women in mining South Africa because we want to create an environment where women can grow and be the best people that can be in this industry. In future episodes, we'll be exploring our mentoring program as well as our new Future Fit program, which was launched at the Indaba itself. So thanks very much to Lindy and Brani for recording all of these people at the Indaba. And thanks for being in the studio. An absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for having us. And just want to say thank you to the organizers of Mining in Darba for sponsoring our access to the conference. It gave us a great opportunity and a platform to talk about Wimsa. Yeah, and from my side, thank you very much for having me. And also thank you to all our new digital followers. We hope you really enjoyed the process. And thank you for liking and sharing and joining us on our Women in Mining at the Indarba journey. been listening to another episode from the Solid Gold Podcast Studios.